Well, hello everyone. It is good to be back a little bit sooner than I anticipated, or sooner than I had planned. I have been to the dentist today, and my jaw still hurts a little bit, because uh, it looks like I have a large rebuilding program ahead of me, getting you know crowns and stuff like that in my face. And it's going to be a long and agonizing uh, project. And I, there's not much I can do else about that. I can't have implants. I'm, I'm too young. At least that was um, the, the reasoning from my dentist was convincing enough to not do that. Otherwise, I might get trouble with my jaw uh, later on in life when I'm, if I get lucky and actually, you know, reach an age of 75 or 80 even. Or maybe even older than that, maybe I should get implants instead of, uh, you know, instead of an age where it's it's more realistic, like 65 or 70 tops. You know, everything after 70, I think I'm old enough to know that I can take a gun and shoot myself. <laughs> then there is no problem that cannot be solved. But that's a different story. I am here today because I'd like to talk to you about Peter Gabriel once again, but I didn't want to, you know, overload the podcast just with my music taste and sound too biased about everything that he does, which I, I have to admit I am sometimes, you know, not, not today, obviously, but um, the latest track called uh, The Court is by far, at least for now, we only heard two tracks that we're absolutely certain of will be a part of the album, and The Court is by right now my favorite it's an extraordinary piece of art and uh, I'm going to come back to that track later sometime today however it's going to be about something else something a bit more more depressing you know why? because it's real (laughs) not saying that the music isn't real but it's real as in physically real something that cannot touch you per se but something that is, well, annoying to some degree. And I question if this decision is the right one to do. Or at least, you know, it's overprotective for, um, I think, for most people. There's good reasoning behind it why they do it. And I'm talking about awareness teams in clubs and discos or any other large uh, party with uh, a gathering of a few hundred or even a thousand people. Now, this is old news, of course, um, in case you've ever heard of this stuff, uh, the, the term awareness teams for, for clubbing um, has surfaced, I think, sometime last year, if I'm, if I'm correct. At least I, that's the first time I've heard it in Germany at all. I'm not sure how old the, the, the idea or the technique is and the plans for that and the organizations in America. I have no clue about that. I'm talking about strictly from what I know personally, from some experience in clubbing and some experience going out anyway, which I don't do often. And that's basically because I don't like the environment at all. But I know people who club. I know people who have been in clubs multiple multiple times before they actually met, let's say, the man or the woman that they wanted to spend the rest of their lives with, right? Just as an as an instance, I know people who actually met their 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 spouse through uh, clubbing. You know that cliche. You just you you walk around with your friends, 
in a disco, and there's a girl that you find attractive, and by some, you know, miracle, she finds you even, you know, sympathetic or even attractive as well. You start talking, exchange phone numbers, and, you know, have a little chat about life and death, I suppose, and then before you know it, you're in one of these so-called relationships. Has it happened to me? No, not in clubs. No, but it has happened to me elsewhere. Anyway, um, I'll be right back. I just have to get myself a whiskey because I'm really, really hungry for one or thirsty or both. And so I am back. Oh, thank God for the pause button, eh? Dude, this is a nice whiskey. I'm, it's been a while. I think I, I haven't had a whiskey in, I think, four weeks. Am I losing touch with myself? Maybe I should see a therapist. It's not good news. Anyway, um, why this topic concerns me, there's a very good reason why. Um, we have, first of all, the awareness teams. Let's, let's talk about what it is that they do and why they have been brought into existence. Um, it is true, unfortunately, that sexual harassment has skyrocketed in clubs and discos at least in Germany alone, from, uh, I think, 2010 or 2011. I think, if I'm not mistaken, 30% more. That's just my personal estimation from stuff I read uh, online. I don't have the chart with me right now because I turned off the computer behind me. I don't have it here on my MacBook. But uh, we don't need specific numbers just to get down to this point to underline uh, the necessity of more protection for women in general. Not men so much. It's, of course, more uh, women who don't go out very much alone. They shouldn't go out alone. It's very complicated. If you're, like, in, in, in a city here near me in a club, you can always, almost always, be certain that there is a woman being harassed. And it could be every second woman and every single woman, for sure, has experienced at least one instance of a pretty rash uh, sexual harassment. Some of them were quite intense, where it gets, you know, physical, like groping and stuff like that. Of course, it's not okay. I would never be in favor of doing that. Do not misunderstand me on that. I do criticize the awareness teams as a whole, because... The times we live in are a bit more difficult. You can't just pull out some rules out of the ground and then say, look, we have to be more more cautious of people, how they behave. And now things have gone to a completely different level of observation, you know, not just uh, looking out for each other. This is pure observation with cameras and all this kind of crap. And um, even if it has the, 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 the bonus for, for women, to feel more protected inside the facility, inside the building, uh, just partying away, enjoying time with their friends, many other possibilities of interactivity with each other goes bye-bye because of the awareness teams. But let's take note once again. Yes, the harassments have become exponentially worse. Uh, I think last year was a record uh, in, in various uh, states in Germany where uh, the, the just the, the amount of violence and the, the, the carelessness of men actually 
provoking this kind of violence, committing violence, is, um, is a very alarming rate. And it's true. We have to do something about that. It's perfectly fine. The awareness team, however, is one way to do it. The other is a bit more sophisticated and needs lots of time and preparation. And by that, I mean the actual awareness in society, not the awareness in the club. The awareness in a club is not an awareness. The awareness team is just a name. What they actually do is look out, is just ob- observe the partying guests with their cameras. And depending on, on how large the facility is, you can actually imagine that there's a pretty sophisticated camera technique there going on with you know spy cameras and security footage cameras like the CCTV stuff. And a, a team of people constantly looking at the footage that they're seeing to, well, let's say, categorize who might be a danger, who might be a threat, who's behaving awkwardly, who's behaving more violently. And yes, there is a plus in this system. You can at least identify someone who has had at least one drink too much and is behaving a bit awkwardly in, you know, maybe shoving someone, being a bit too aggressive, bullying somebody. Of course, that's a plus. And you should, by all means, right, you know, go in there, talk to the guy with your security team, say, hey, dude, you got to chill the fuck out. We want to party. If you want trouble, get the fuck out. That's exactly right. It's the same thing that people have been doing before. Bouncers have been taking care of these people, you know, pushing them out. And it's always the same case that so many young people around their 20s, I, I, I guess, you know, maybe from starting at the age of 16. In Germany, it's when you're 16, you can go clubbing to a specific nighttime. Like, I think, I think midnight, if that rule is still applying. I'm not 100% sure. But if you're 16, no matter if male or female, you can go out into a club uh, to, uh, un- until midnight and you can just, you can get out. You can go home. Normally, they have to set you in front of the door and send you back home. You're not allowed to stay up that late. Unless you have, I think, maybe some kind of excuse or you have someone looking out for you, like, you know, a parent perhaps or maybe someone who's older than you and taking care of you and just being your, your, uh, your, your, uh, I don't know, guidance of sorts. Master guardian like that, right? I'm not sure if the word is correct, but you get, you know exactly what I mean. In, in most cases that I've been, if I have been in clubs, it was always that around late, late night time, around midnight, all, the, all of these young folks had to leave the building. And everyone who was older than that, like let's say 17, 18, they could stay all night. They can stay until the club closes. Maybe not 17 per se, but you know, it, it was for when you're 18, you can do whatever the fuck you want. You can drink, you can, you can drive, not drinking and driving, but you have the choice to do what you want. You can vote. You can, you know, just move anywhere you want. You can live by yourself. You can choose whatever you want to do sexually, um, which is, it, you can choose what you want to do sexually when you're 16 in, in Germany. The age of consent is 16. Just as a, as a side note before I start mixing up stuff. And, um, well, the, the, the violence, let's get back to that. The violence in, in clubbing has, <clears throat> like I said, has increased. And let's be honest here, I think the violence overall 
in in society has has increased massively, and I think that's because the the lack of respect is there. Um, there are many reasons why. I mean, social media, for example, is still advertising um, all sorts of various lifestyles that could be interpreted as slightly aggressive, you know, like power hungry and, you know, looking for the highest status, looking for, you know, who has the most swag, the, the, most, the most coolness and all that kind of stuff. It's being advertised in the media. It's being advertised in music in TV programs, partially, in uh, some shitty TV show. It's being advertised in movies that we've seen so many. And, and it's, it's, it's over-advertising um, a mindset that is not good for you or for me. And it's taking it, young people are taking this stuff literally and applying it to their own lives, thinking that they can get away with everything. That goes for women too, by the way, not just men goes in both both directions but at a certain amount of time in life or a certain age in life it could be possible at least some studies have shown that that women are supposed to be more sophisticated and become more mature when they're um around 18 19 22 25 right when men in that age are still goofing around, playing around, trying to be cool, trying to impress someone, right? Women don't do that, at least not, not many of them. So when they're out there clubbing, um, in, in my area, there is a larger town, I think, I have to guess, maybe 25 or 30 kilometers away here. And if you go out there, they have three clubs that I know of. I'm not sure if the other ones still exist. And I have read in, in news articles from newspapers, at least online newspaper, that the amount of, of uh, harassment has become really dangerous. And I don't know of any girl who goes there into these clubs alone on purpose just to look out or even provoking some kind of, uh, you know, harassment or even some, some harsh, cheap move by someone. Because they're vulnerable in, in that situation. I think most most women are, no matter the age, really. It, it doesn't really matter. The younger, of course, I think the attraction is higher by all sorts of male. But it's, it's still, uh, it, it is troubling. It's true. If I had a daughter, I would not let her go. <laughs> I, would, I would not let her club. It's, it's, um, I probably would have to at, at some point in time. But I do understand the fear of a parent that if you let your kids go... You have no fucking idea what's going to happen, but they have to learn somehow in life, right? But the dangers out there, especially in this environment, are very real when it comes to drugs. Being being drugged in your drink, being abused, being kidnapped, being raped, all this kind of shit, right? It happens every day. It's true. So just to put that out of the way, yes, it, it is perfectly understandable that we have to do something. The, the problem is that the awareness is not working in the club. I said that before. The awareness has to happen in society. People have to learn to change. People have to learn to understand how to treat other people with respect and why that's important. And I know it's a huge task. It is so difficult to do. It's not a joke. Right? This is about life and death probably at some point in time for a person going the wrong way, being at the wrong place the wrong time. 
And all of that stuff can be prevented if we can reach out to these people, to the younger generations, and make them understand this is really important. It's not just your life, it's everyone else's life too. And society as we know it today is falling apart because of stuff like that. Okay, not just because men and women can't get along anymore. Obviously, there is a development. And this awareness stuff here in clubs is actually uh, unvolunteerly, if that's even the word, I'm sorry, <laughs> is they're, they're causing more damage into this gap in society between the two sexes, right? Maybe, maybe even between other uh, genders. I just want to safely ins- insert that here into this, to, to my argument. God, I love this whiskey. Mm. And by that, what do I mean with this? Well, first of all, I think it's pretty clear that before we go into detail on the, the, the clubbing atmosphere and, and the mentality of people in, into this, uh, in this day and age, the social gap that we have, this ever-drifting, further earthquaking fuck going apart between men and women, has become one of the main topics in social media, in the news as well, in blogs, in life experience, even by celebrities at some point, describing their <clears throat> experiences and why they feel uh, being like left out or being ignored in society because they've reached a certain age where they just don't find anyone uh, who's willing enough to hang out with them. And if they do, then it's most likely a man that they don't want. And yes, I'm talking about specifically women here because men don't have that problem in increasing age. Maybe not when they're like 80 years old. I'm not saying that, you know, when someone is 80, he's a hunk. Uh, Unless, of course, he's um, Sean Connery, obviously, (laughs) or... um, Maybe even Sir Patrick Stewart, I think he can get laid. But the point is, men don't lose their their sex appeal that fast when they reach a certain maturity. They become more interesting to women in, in general. Not to all of them, but we know this phenomenon. It's pretty um, widespread and well-known. And for women, it doesn't really come to that. At least not when they're around, you know, 55, 60. That's mostly the, that point in time when life is almost over for them. At least to, 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 to such a degree that younger generations don't find them very attractive anymore. And I think, I think it, it does play a role that this is what society has come to over generations and generations over, over time. I cannot remember if there was ever a time where women did not find older men attractive. Show me one show me one era in human history where this wasn't the case. So that's it. You know, that's just the basic argument here. That's that's biology for you. But before we go into this this the other step of self-destruction, of, of, of self-destruction in society. Um, I have noticed some other troubling developments that somehow tie into this awareness problem. We have just recently been witnessing some very 
very strange, weird behavior by women going into the gym, uh, behaving awkwardly so that they actually do get, you know, some, some, some looks from men around them while fiddling around with their equipment or talking into a microphone, behaving like really like they're fucking loony bins or something or escaped loony bin. And then they record everything secretly and they, they claim that they have just been just been harassed by a guy who is staring at them and they're trying to make fun of these men and shaming them and so on social media for their so-called troubling and aggressive behavior. Ladies, if you're one of them, you have no idea what it is that you're talking about. I don't understand where this is supposed to go. The attention that they're seeking for being like this, 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 this one lady who is not even like a five or a six on a scale from one to ten, but just a normal lady somewhere in a gym doing some workout. And if she behaves awkwardly, people will stare. Men will stare because they're trying to get, you know, figuring you out what the fuck it is that you're doing. Then they record this, they post it on social media. And again, there's more this, this blame game going on. Bad men, behavior bad, uh, harassing, uh, life is no fun. Men make everything more and more difficult. Bad men, bad men, bad men. All the time. And um, we've heard about this stuff in, on, on dating, dating apps, um, how women are very selective now in trying to choose, you know, uh, the, the top class in male society, all this kind of stuff. And it's this behavior is just fueling the gap between men and women in society as we know it. We all know this is true. And every single detail that we find is adding more to this social destruction. I can't be kind about this. There is nothing kind to say about it. We're going straight towards the edge of the fucking plank and jumping into the water. With our, you know, with, with, with eyes wide open and hands tied, there's nothing, nothing in sight right now that could actually tell people with common sense, stop what it is that you're doing is bullshit. And... The awareness teams in, in clubs, even if they mean well, looking out for the troublemakers, it actually takes away someone's self-esteem by even trying to get attention from another person. No matter if male or female, but in most cases, it's always the men who have to look out for their behavior. And if they stare at someone because they are figuring, you know, trying to check them out, like looking... Is she attractive, yes or no, right? This kind of look. And if a woman is not satisfied with that or feels threatened or be or even harassed by just someone looking at them, how the fuck is an aware team, an awareness team, supposed to treat that person? Do not believe for a second that an awareness team walks down to them, onto the dance floor, and asks the lady uh, politely, is this the guy who was harassing you? I said, yes, I feel very uncomfortable. He was just staring at me all the time, staring at my tits, staring at my ass, all this kind of stuff, right? And it doesn't have to be true. That's what I'm saying. It's the interpretation of that person, what they want to do with that. And if they love the attention in that moment, that if they feel threatened, they can always shout out to someone to protect them, then this can be abused to harm an innocent person 
who is really just there trying to meet someone, and he has no chance whatsoever because he has to leave the building that same night. So, how can someone still maintain a positive attitude as a man going, going out and trying to talk to someone? Why would you even bother with a, with a system like that? That certainly serves no greater purpose than just trying to seek out the, the bad apples, which of course makes sense. But if it's about overprotecting in, in sexual abuse, where there is not even sexual abuse at play, just basic communication. How the fuck are you supposed to level this shit out? Where do you know when to draw the line? And my point is, I don't think anyone does. If a woman is believable enough in her complaint, saying, there's a guy, he's creepy, I want him gone. That's it. That guy is gone. You know why? There's a very specific reason for this. First of all, Clubbing and discos are being frequently visited mostly by women. Men go there to meet women. Less men, a minority of men, really go into clubs because they enjoy the music and want to dance. Most men don't fucking dance, at least not in Germany. So what do they do? They gather around with their friends, stare at other women, trying to find some eye contact and see if they can actually get a connection with someone, right? Getting a date going, perhaps. Maybe even looking for a real girlfriend. You never know. But women, to my experience anyway, they like going out to, into these clubs just for the clubbing experience themselves. So they like to dress up pretty. They like to be the center of attention on many, many, many occasions. They like to spend time with their friends. Naturally, they go on to, out into clubs to just celebrate life. And that's okay. That's perfectly fine the way it is. And lots and lots of women are not looking for men at all. They just want that experience. They want to share uh, a good time with their friends. They want to invest money in a club, buy drinks, buy snacks, buy more drinks. Not necessarily just alcohol, but you get my point. They invest. It's about the money again. Like it always is. Now, if a, if a club has a bad reputation, okay, and they don't have a good security team or security guards taking care of, of bad apples, um, you know, guys who are just trying to, to crash a party and making other people's lives miserable, then obviously people, many women are not going to, you know, think to themselves, oh, I got to be here next week. They will avoid the club, obviously. So... If a, if a club says, okay, uh, sexual harassment has become too much, understandable. There are really some bad people out there. I totally agree. Like I said, unfortunately, these numbers have, have, have been rising. So they create this model of awareness teams with the example that they've learned from America, as far as I know, and implementing the idea into German clubbing and the club scenes and disco scenes. So that also means that their club becomes more safe naturally, becomes more clean, women have more time and more space to just party the shit out of their, them themselves, wasting themselves, and hopefully coming home safe and sound, right? But the interaction between the people is drifting, is disappearing, is deteriorating. There is nothing here left, probably, in the future to come when people say, oh, I've met a nice girl there in, 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 in a club, but I could not get her phone number because she reported me. 
there you go. So women like this overprotective environment. They want their freedom and their peace and quiet and clubbing. That's fine. But if many of these women are single, which a lot of them are, are they really looking for someone in, at some point in time? If they don't even give anyone a chance anymore for small talk, for an introduction, for a hello, for a tiny little flirt, or even the possibility that someone is asking them out or even asking for their phone number, if all of these chances are going away because the awareness team is very careful at what you do, I got to ask you this. What the fuck is the point for a single man to go out into these clubs at all? Why not go somewhere else? Why not go to the movies and enjoy yourself? You know, why not, if you go to a club, stick to yourself, to your friends, which, which is probably going to happen because no one is going to show an interest in the other sex at all. At least not, not to such a degree that they think to themselves, oh, I got I to gotta approach her somehow. That is bullshit. If the awareness teams or the awareness project itself, the idea would have been a bit more intelligent to look in hindsight into the damage that they would do, not just protection, but just you know deafening entire conversations or future conversations with no fucking potential at all then they could have at least created a model that would offer possibilities. For example, just from my side of, of the table to bring constructive criticism and a solution to this problem, is that a club or a disco with their flirt nights, if you will, it doesn't have to be even the flirt line, it can just be a, a set, a rule that has been set in stone, something that anyone can acquire a service that anyone can get without paying, or at least not paying much, is if a guy shows an interest in a girl or the other way around, the awareness team or one of the employees can be addressed on this issue. The, the, the partying guest can say, look, uh, I like that girl very much. I'd like to gain her attention. And for that to happen, the team can offer you several choices that you can make. Either you just be very traditional and buy her a drink, which goes over the awareness team and protection team, to ensure that there is communication on both sides and giving them the potential to do so and the possibility. If that's not the case or you don't want a drink, maybe a greeting card. A card that you can choose from or you write down the message that you want and the member of that club or the, 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 the employee there will take that card, deliver it to the person of choice, and send them their wishes and best regards. Do you want to know who that person is who sends you the greeting card? And if the girl says, no, I am fine, that is that. Discussion is over. If the girl is interested or intrigued and says, yeah, well, why not? I could give him a chance. The, 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 the club employee can direct her directly to that person, introduce her, to him and get the connection going. This is the kind of social management that I would wish for if something like an awareness team exists in a club, instead of just being the awareness team overall with a large, gigantic protective glove and kicking everyone out who doesn't behave according to certain guests.
let's say. Not just not just the the really crass ones. And I look, I'm I'm saying this one once more. The really bad and nasty people who just want to cause trouble have nothing to do in a club at all. They should not be there. They should leave the building immediately. They should get the fuck sober and maybe try it next time next week, right? That's just fair. No touching, no groping, no stupid abuse, no name calling, no verbally attacking someone. None of that. It's not necessary. But taking away the possibility to even gain attention in whatever way you want to do it, not, not of course, the violent way, but the flirty way or the fun way or just being interested in a person because you, you find them interesting for some reason. Maybe the smile, maybe the eyes, or you heard them talking and you find them intelligent. You want to get in, in touch with that person somehow. But if you have to be careful because... Oh, dear God, if you behave weirdly or you have a stupid smile on your face and the woman thinks to herself, God, who the fuck is that douchebag? You're in trouble, man. There is no fun there. If that would be the case and nothing changes, forget it. Men will leave the clubbing atmosphere more and more in the future if this doesn't change. If there is no common sense behind those plans and the security behind it, What's the point in going out? Why should you go out? Go to a sports event. And I'm not even into sports, but I would rather take that than fucking clubbing. Go to a movie, go to a museum, meet some friends, do some private partying. You have a higher chance of meeting someone that you might like there instead of falling on your nose flat in in a club or discotheque just because some girl uh, feels harassed because you looked at her for fuck's sake. You know, I just, I don't understand how it is possible that people who come up with these plans have lost complete focus and touch with reality. I get the security factor. It's fine. You have to look for other options as well to keep the people entertained that you're trying to give this, 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 this momentum of partying, right? Of, of, of just some kind of happiness and satisfaction. You have to give them a candy to play with. Some sugar, some 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 uh, possi- some some option, some possibilities to play with. Be playful, and not just here. Here's the music. Here's a drink. Dance, and then get the fuck out. Because that's all that this does, actually. In the end, <sighs> why is it frustrating for me? Because I am surrounded by these things in in this day and age. I I get this information anyway. I hear it from other people. I hear how male colleagues of mine have destroyed their lives thanks to a woman. I've heard how people have been reported, have been reported by the police for being too too harass too aggressive towards a woman, harassing her, which is not even sadly true. It was just a lie just to try to get some payback to the to that person. Because the woman who was responsible for it was in power. And she didn't want to let go of that power. And these kinds of, of, of situations occur more and more. Now, you can say, on one hand, this makes men more aggressive because they can't have the playfulness that they had before during the 70s and the 80s to just walk up to a woman and say, hey, babe, what's your sign? And yes, it's a pretty poor pickup line. But now it's a bit more different. So I guess the intelligent men who don't see a point and a purpose in clubbing don't go clubbing after all. And those who do want a club think they're still like the Elvis Presley incarnation. Um, oh, incarnation, sorry. <laughs> Not incarnation. 
Elvis Presley incarnation, who think they're the coolest piece of shit walking around the earth and they can have every babe they want. And it's not that easy to. My claim is that society, because of all these rules, because of these new developments, new trends in society, the online dating apps, the this awareness team stuff in, in discos, overprotective behavior, then we have this, this large leftist movement towards all sorts of directions that cause even more harm and fuel into these situations, not just the good stuff. And I think it's very difficult to develop in a different direction one that is more profitable for both sides and not just for one. And, um, well, I can't, I can't shake off the fact that it, it really looks like it, that more and more men are just retreating, just leaving all of this stuff behind them. And for good reason, you know. Hmm. I've, I've even heard of projects I'm not sure if they're completely real, but I've heard of projects that are fueled and carried by people like this YouTuber, this YouTuber called Better Bachelor, or he calls himself Better Bachelor. I'm not sure what his real name is. And he claims that there is a park that they've been trying to set up, a settlement for men who have been tossed out of society because of female abuse. Of, of bad experiences, of being broke, being cheated on, being manipulated, being ripped off. And they don't want this anymore. We're talking about not just, you know, the typical uh, standard male of society. We're talking about anyone who has lost in a game. Who has lost in a game like me, for example. In a game of love and romance. I too have been a victim of sorts in various situations, not just one relationship, quite a few. And it always came down to the same topic. And we talked about these topics and the reasoning why. And I'm not the only one. There are men out there looking for happiness, looking for maybe love even at some point. But the interesting thing about men is, about most of us anyway, if you have reached a point where you have been screwed with for the last time, or screwed with enough, we sort of become very defensive. Not as not in a in a not aggressively, but defensive as in survival. And that means if we don't want to play this ball game anymore, and we don't think that it's worth it, we don't think that the energy that we put in there is worth it, then we come down to a very logical realization of what it is that we want from life, what it is that makes us happy and what it is that we have been distracted of. I am not ashamed to admit that in my lifetime, and I'm almost, almost, still a few months ahead of being 40 fucking four and proud single, but I am not ashamed, additionally, to admit that I have wasted my life, half of it, 20 years almost straight, Wasting my time with women who were not good for me. And you know what? Finding that one person, if you, you have a chance of finding that one person at all, who does more good to you than harm is really fucking hard. So is the effort worth it? I seriously doubt that. But okay, ich habe es lauter gemacht.
no thanks now my my macbook has become more active because of siri that's just nonsense could you stop this shit please ich bin mir nicht sicher ob ich das richtig verstanden habe <laughs> uh, halt die klappe okay never mind there was something i said that triggered siri and i use i use the operating system in german so that's kind of funny to you guys i suppose Hmm. It was probably because I used the word serious or something. Anyway, where was I? Now I'm completely out of my focus. Ah, men. Yeah, men who have been disappointed in life. Men who have learned a harsh lesson. Men who decided that it's best for them to stay alone for a while, to focus on things that are more important. And I predict that the future will be very grim for our society because i do not see a positive development in any direction that proves me wrong to ensure the 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 survival of our species or at least our race as a whole the population because less and less people are willing to actually make babies less and less people want to have a relationship more people want to have a steady life in terms of freedom of uh, their freedom of traveling, a career, of course, that they want to pursue. That goes for men and women alike. And all the effort that you have to put into a relationship, even with a person who might not really be your your cup of tea, you know, because there's not really much much to, to, to choose from right now, at least from, from our perspective. If you don't belong to the top five uh, percent of, of of male society of the really good-looking ones successful ones tall and handsome ones uh, financially stable and secure ones then you have a bad time in life you know and the funny thing is not even not only men who don't look the part physically or who don't have the uh, the, the the financial resources to to bring money to the table, which should never be an option, by the way. If I'm still thinking that if, if, look, a woman comes into my life, she has to have a job. If she doesn't have a job, it's fine. I'm, I'm still going to you know, care about her to, to some degree, at least, you know, be, being realistic about that. But if she is demanding me to pay for her life, fuck no. I'd rather take my money and spend it on, in a casino than giving it to her. For sure. And the future looks really like most of these women now, modern-day women, who uh, have been riding on this wave of power for a while, will run with a high speed and velocity against a wall when they reach 40, 45. Because they will realize in the end that there is no one around who, who really wants them. And if they do find someone... That person could be, maybe, much older, less appealing than the young dudes who once used to bang them silly in, you know, somewhere somewhere under the sheets behind closed doors or behind the bushes or in a car. I get the fact that women want to have some fun. We men want to have fun too. But how do you want to live your life in the future if you really cannot trust a person that you're with. The amount of stories out there where, where men have been flabbergasted 
by women who just threw everything out the window, their entire relationship, their families, their kids, not physically, I'm just talking about, you know, symbolically or metaphorically. They, they, they threw everything away and looked for something new because they thought they deserve more. And that's a problem. That's really a huge problem. We're not talking about abuse in a relationship. We're talking about people who had the funny idea, I am not satisfied, I am bored. I need something else. That is a problem. That's a huge problem. If you're not satisfied with yourself, there is no relationship in this world that can fix that for you. I had to learn this the hard way myself. I'm more satisfied with myself than I've ever been before. And lo and behold, of course, I'm a little afraid of the future, but that's a different kind of story. I have different kinds of fears in regards to the future, not because of being alone. That's different. It's about financially survival for myself if I want to continue pursuing artwork. And that's a legitimate, you know, a question of mine, but I do not want to give up this stuff just to play a role in society, to finally have a chance at meeting a woman who is interested in my status instead of my personality. That doesn't work for me. I'm sorry. That's not worth it. That's not worth living for. That's not worth dying for. Your freedom is worth dying for. Not your status. Only your fucking freedom. Because you can't die for your health, obviously. That's a, that's a no-go. But living the life that you want to be free and just to enjoy the fuck out of it for everything that you want, every interesting inch of life that is left for you to explore, that's worth dying for. That's worth living and dying for. It's not worth to throw your life away for a person who doesn't even appreciate you, who doesn't need you, who doesn't love you. And I know, I know, I've said this many times, but you have to be very careful these days what you wish for. It's best that you stay true to yourself. And, uh, in my opinion, you can go out clubbing if that's what you want. I personally gave up on that kind of stuff because I never feel comfortable being out there in clubs. If far too many people, too loud, bad music, don't care. Absolutely don't care. I get pissed off beyond belief. So I'm not one of those guests who is uh, even slightly interested to go into clubs in the future. But if you are and you have witnessed this kind of of, of behavior, the awareness teams, where it becomes increasingly ludicrously difficult to talk to people, to talk to another woman. Do yourself a favor, don't try it. If you want the club experience because of the club and the music, go out with your friends, stick to yourself, enjoy the music, do not focus on women. There is no fucking point in that kind of environment. If someone wants to gain attention, she will come to you eventually. Then you can still decide if you want to talk to her or not. But seeking out and inviting problems to you because you tried, because you attempted communication, for example, and then seeking out problems and receiving problems, no, it's not worth it. That's, that's just redundant. It's just stay the fuck home. God damn it. Get a hobby. Do something with your life. I said this before. I have wasted 20 years of my life trying to be together with women who were not worth the effort and the energy 
the money, everything. They were just not worth it. And I'm sorry to say it. Of course, I had good memories there, and we talked about that too. But what have I learned? That it's not worth it. It might be worth it someday in the future, maybe. If that will be the case, I will talk to you about that. I'm going to report to you every inch, every single detail of my experience. That's a promise. But as of right now, my hobbies and my projects mean more to me than anything else. With the exception of Peter Gabriel and my father. But, and maybe some whiskey. I just want to put that <clears throat> quickly in there in my argument. Oh. Mm. Yeah, that stuff is good. I can't even pronounce the name of this whiskey. It's a very peculiar one. Quite awkward. Never mind. I am... Um, I'm done for today. Uh, this rant went on way too long. I'm sorry about that. I had some wine before. And now I'm starting with a whiskey for tonight. And I'm going to bed very soon because I have to get up very early tomorrow morning. Um, I am, uh, as, as, a, as a closing argument, just, you know, I, I said enough about the clubbing stuff and this awareness team. Look. The closing argument is, yes, there is violence out there in different kinds, different faces, different styles. It is true that we need to do something against this violence. This kind of uh, overprotective behavior is not the answer, is not the solution. It's a part of the solution. But you have to think ahead and try to be more creative in keeping your people actually entertained. That's what I'm saying. Now, um, it also comes to my attention that um, my health issues with my kidney have been a bit different. I have positive developments here, I can, I can tell you. I have, for, for the past three months, or maybe even longer, I have been drinking great amounts of water and tea, almost on a daily basis. Always the same stuff, not, not necessarily the same kind of tea, but basically the same kind of still water, day in, day out, I try to drink as much as I can at work. I try to drink as much as I can at home if I don't forget. And I, I drank little coffee, almost no alcohol with the exception of a little bit of wine and beer sometimes. But I tried not to, you know, overdo it or get drunk playing a video game. Stuff like, like, like that, right? And lo and behold, um, I still had pain in my, my left kidney, at least so I thought. Because this pain, this, this stench was always the same. And it sort of got a little worse with more sharp pain, uh, you know, occasionally, not all the time, but it feels like someone takes a knife and pokes you right in the side. And that's when I started becoming a bit more worried about the development. And I thought, damn, if this is a kidney that's causing, if, if this is a kidney stone, it's causing more, more problems than I'm, uh, that I'm even aware of. So I went back to the doctor and could get an, an appointment quite fast. And he used ultrasound again to create some interesting pictures of my kidney. And he could not find anything in my kidney. However, he did, you know, try to um, try to examine me physically and, you know, poked around a little bit in my, in my backside too. And that's when it hurt me the most, when he like used his finger to put some pressure on the, on, on, on the tissue. 
And that's when he realized and said, if that is not the kidney, which he later on proved to be correct with his ultrawave pictures, it, it, in, in his opinion, and I love my doctor dearly, he's a very cool guy, and I really share his expertise, and he said, this is not your kidney. Your kidney is doing fine. The stone has been dissolved. It's your back, your spine making problems. And now I'm looking for a, a physiotherapist to you know, help me understand what I can do with my back and maybe give me some tips, some, some advice, maybe some, uh, maybe some massages. I don't know, stuff like that. I, I have no idea what's coming, uh, what's coming at me, but that's something I need to take care of if possible even this week. So that's positive for me, which also means that my alcohol consumption is not to be blamed at my kidney problems if I don't have a kidney problem anymore. So welcome whiskey, welcome wine, welcome beer. And yes, I am to some degree an alcoholic, but I don't drink too much. I just enjoy different kinds of flavors in nowadays. And I like to experiment. I like to drink stuff that is cheap. I like to drink stuff that is more expensive. I like expensive wine. I like sometimes cheap wine. I like that. I like dry, half dry, sweet sometimes. It's fine. Whatever, whatever floats my boat, whatever gets me hard, I'm going to take that. Thank you so much for listening to me. I know this has been difficult for you at some point, um, listening to my ranting, to my swearing, to my flipping out sometimes. And I'm re- I sometimes do feel bad when I do it, but it's a part of me. It's who I am. And if you feel entertained at all with anything I said, I hope you're going to come back to me. Uh, click maybe a subscription button or something like, something like that, trying to find me again and again whenever I release new material. I hope you're doing fine. I hope you're doing well, that you're healthy and taking care of yourself. Maybe not drink as much as I do, but enjoy the occasional fine drop of liquor. Stay true to yourself, stay kind, stay focused on whatever passion it is that you're following. And maybe, if I'm quick enough, I'll see you next time. Take care and bye-bye.